Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And good morning, baseball fans. Welcome in. This is Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score alongside Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito in for Speaks this week. Speaks will have you on a special hit and run this afternoon. We've got Crosstown Series action, Bruce. We've got playoff action coming up, and we have bat flipping happening, don't we? We certainly do. Uh, you know, who would have thought, you know, before the season started, before this truncated season started, Mike, that uh, you would have the Cubs and Sox wrapping up the season on the last weekend of the season, both the Cubs and Sox needing to win games to wrap up positions in the playoffs, being in the playoffs for the first time uh, with both Chicago teams since 2008, and uh, also the drama that we saw Last night with uh, both teams struggling on the road, losing a ton of games. The uh, Cubs had lost five of seven. Uh, the White Sox lost five of six on the road. Somebody in Chicago had to win yesterday. It turned out to be the Chicago Cubs, but there was some drama to go along with it. This is Inside the Clubhouse. He's Mike. I'm Bruce. This show is on every Saturday from 9 to 11. Matt Spiegel is my regular host. As Mike said, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, you will hear Matt Spiegel do a special edition of Hit and Run leading up to Zach Zaidman's pregame show at 510 this afternoon, Cub Baseball. And by the way, the the Cubs take on the White Sox all weekend long on the score. Uh, The Wintrust Crosstown Series is presented by Xfinity. Xfinity X5 delivers blazing fast Wi-Fi with no curveballs as well, Mike. So uh, there is an awful lot of drama. You want to get into last night's 10-0 drubbing of the White Sox? Absolutely. So the so the Cubs get, uh, it goes without saying almost, every start this year certainly, and we'll certainly talk more about you, Darvish. But you, Darvish, magnificent again last night, just what the Cubs needed. Uh, and the Cubs using the long ball against the White Sox, uh, home runs from Schwarber, Baez, Caratini, and two from Wilson Contreras, including one 
on which he did a mega bat flip and uh a lot of controversy surrounding that one, Bruce. We've got uh, some some tape from uh, all of the participants, uh, including Wilson Contreras. Now, when he threw that one, it went way up there uh, toward the White Sox dugout. Uh, Wilson talking afterwards says, wasn't trying to throw it that high. Well, I didn't mean to throw it that high. I know that Rizzo asked me right before the game started, hey, if you hit a homer, just do something do something exciting. Just do a bat flip. Obviously, that came to my mind right away, but I didn't mean to, to throw it that high. I mean, things happened. Things happened in the game. We were just, I had fun once I get there. I was having fun. And uh, I hit the ball. I knew I was gone. I know. I knew that my team needed a swagger back, which we did today. And I'm glad that they have my back and uh, I have their backs too. Yeah, and that was it, right, so, Bruce? The getting yeah. the swagger back for sure for the Cubs. And then the uh, we fast forward to later in the game. Uh, Jimmy Cordero comes in as the relief pitcher. It's another Contreras at bat, and what happens right away, Mike? He gets he gets nailed, and it, it's uh, obvious that he was hit on purpose, right? Um, it's it's interesting, you know, from the perspective of the fact that. Um, the White Sox, uh, Tim Anderson, is kind of the, the poster guy for fun, for doing something unique. And, ba- and Batflip, uh, you know, that he started that last year with Kansas City. And it's kind of been, you know, a jumping off point for uh, not only for the White Sox, but for Major League Baseball, showing a little bit more personality, not being afraid to celebrate. Um, let's move on to uh, another Contreras bite, uh, responding to uh, him getting hit. Uh, by uh, by the pitch. Do you find it uh, ironic that Anderson throws his bat from time to time, and people accept that as just common practice now? Well, that's that's something that that's why I say like, if you're gonna hit me, okay, that's fine, hit me. But you have a few guys that that have done it before, that done that before, and uh, nobody says anything really. But uh, like I said. I, I think their leader uh, felt the respect. I think he's still living in uh, back, like uh, in the back in the day stay, like in the old school baseball. But we're in 2020, and uh, like Mike Trout said, let the kid play. It. We're just having fun. That's part, that's part of the game right now. Yeah, it is. It is part of the game right now, Bruce. And uh, you mentioned it uh, in your question, and uh, certainly in the lead up to that soundbite with with Tim Anderson being. Uh, one of the uh, main guys that uh, kind of has brought the, bl- the the whole bat flip into the game and having it be more accepted. Uh, Wilson basically saying, hey, uh, I'm looking at you, uh, Ricky Renteria and Don Cooper. You guys are a little too old school with having your guy hit me after I did a bat flip, right? Yeah, and, you know, again, uh, when Ricky Renteria was approached after the game in his Zoom session, he said, I didn't see the bat flip. So uh, he, he, he protested that he wasn't quite aware of why this happened um, when he and Cooper got thrown out for, uh, and Cordero were thrown out for throwing at Contreras. So, you know, very interesting drama. Um, You know, will this, you know, will this game fire up the Chicago Cubs moving forward? Will this embarrassment of a game and uh, the struggles that the White Sox have had over this last week, uh, losing uh, six in a row now and, um, you know, uh, six out of seven, rather. And the idea that uh, they will come out firing tonight and reestablish themselves uh, going forward in the playoffs. All this uh, interesting scenario, the last weekend of this very bizarre baseball season, Mike. 
Yeah, for sure, Bruce. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about heading into the playoffs. Both teams are heading into the playoffs, as you mentioned, first time since 2008. Uh, the White Sox still have a chance at that American League Central Division, uh, but right now they are sitting at a game back of Minnesota, and you have the uh, Cleveland Indians tied with the White Sox and owning the tiebreaker over the White Sox uh, based on head-to-head. So both teams with some work to do there, but it's it's really anyone's ball game. I mean, you know, the Sox look like a shoe-in for the division a week ago, and and uh, this is baseball. This is uh, this is why they play why they play the games. Uh, the Cubs are still fighting, and nice pitching matchup tonight too, Bruce. John Lester for the Cubs, Dane Dunning, uh, who's going to try to uh, get uh, the White Sox back into position for that division. Uh, Dane Dunning will throw, uh, and he's also uh, got to be a consideration for Ricky Renteria for that playoff rotation. That's another thing uh, we'll talk about during the show here on Inside the Clubhouse. I should mention, Bruce, our phone number, 312-644-6767. If you would like to text us or call us, it is the same number, so please do uh, communicate with us here on the show. Tech Zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time and shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We have a great show for you today, Bruce. Uh, Rick Hahn, the White Sox general manager, will join us, uh, as will Kyle Hendricks, Cubs starting pitcher. And uh, really a, a great show as we uh, head into game two tonight uh, of the Crosstown Series. Mike, uh, were you concerned? I know you're a Cub fan, even though you, you played even down the down the middle, when, being the, the fine broadcaster and veteran that you are. Uh, your concerns as a Cub fan uh, going into this series and the fact that scoring runs were have been uh, very difficult for them. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the, the, the offensive struggles, and uh, there was a graphic flashed on one of the games uh, this week with you know, let, let's just call it the core, right? The, the the main guys in that lineup, the same guys who carried the team uh, to a World Series championship four years ago. Um, you know, your Rizzo's, your Contreras's, Baez, Chris Bryant, who's been who's been out this week uh, being hurt. But uh, their numbers, Kyle Schwarber, I'll put in there as well. Their numbers this year compared to historically what they do uh, and what they've been doing recently. And certainly that has absolutely been a concern. It was great to see... Uh, specifically Wilson Contreras, but uh, certainly other guys within that lineup yesterday uh, getting some hits. Schwab's had two hits, including a home run. Victor Caratini went deep, uh, but Wilson Contreras with the two home runs and the four RBIs. And we actually have a cut, Bruce, from from David Ross and from his Zoom afterwards talking about what he saw last night and that edge uh, that the team brought last night. Let's get back to what these guys do. That's what they do. They hit homers. Uh, they take their walks. Wilson, big night, big home run, three-run home run, really big. Guys, uh, guys brought today, brought a little edge. I, I, I like that today. Certainly uh, had to be uh, just with the doctor ordered if you're if you're sitting in Rossi's seat, right, Bruce? The Cubs uh, getting 10 runs yesterday uh, against Dylan Cease and the White Sox. Well, you know, we've had it here a lot of rhetoric from both um, uh, David and uh, Renteria this week because the teams have slumped so badly. And run production has been uh, difficult to come by for both clubs. Uh, so they, they've been kind of on the defensive here, even though both of them had already clinched playoff spots. So it's a pretty unique situation. I mean, uh, and it shows you how high the bar has really been put uh, now for the expectations for both of these teams. The fact that, uh, you know, they made the playoffs and now uh, slotting uh, the Cubs uh, trying to get to the point with one more win of uh, – 
clinching uh, the central division of the National League and the White Sox struggling to be able to retain at, le- at the very least um, home field for the first round, the wild card, um, the wild card round where uh, they would host the first three games. As you mentioned, Mike, uh, if, if the season ended today, they would start on the road uh, the three games against the New York Yankees. That's how mm-hmm. they would be seeded right now. So uh, quite a dramatic switch for them uh, from a week ago where they were in charge of the division and uh, three games up on Minnesota a week ago uh, Thursday uh, after taking three or four from the Twins and looking like world beaters. Uh, that's the baseball world, and that's the, the interesting and fascinating drama of uh, this season where uh, both teams are in, but uh, both of them kind of dragging toward the end of the 60-game truncated season and not showing uh, that that vibe that they were ready. So last night was a good indication and a nice sign for the Chicago Cubs. The White Sox will look forward to doing something similar here uh, probably tonight against John Lester and then tomorrow against Albert Edbert Alsley starting the Sunday game and to see if they can get back in it. It's a fascinating division in the American League Central, Mike, uh, because of the fact that only one game uh, actually separates three teams. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine, you have two games left in the season, today and tomorrow, and you have only one game separating the Twins, White Sox, and Cleveland Indians. And that is, I mean, when you talk about, well, maybe this uh, pennant race will go down to the last weekend of the season. Maybe there'll be a, a ton of teams trying to get in. Um, you know, pretty much uh, the American League is already set, uh, but the National League still has uh, more possibilities, which we'll get to in our in our next segment and after that. As you said, uh, Rakan, the top of the hour joining us, uh, at top of the 10 o'clock hour joining us on Inside the Clubhouse, and Kyle, uh, Kyle Hendricks joining us at 1030. And uh, you mentioned, Bruce, uh, the White Sox hoping to, to get those bats popping again, uh, hopefully tonight for their sakes, uh, as it's uh, Lester and Dunning on the south side. Uh, Ricky Renteria, after the game yesterday, talked a little bit about uh, you know what he told his team after a 10 nothing loss uh, to the hands of the Crosstown Cubs. You do have to put it away, right? But you also have to acknowledge the reality of how it ended up playing out. I mean, so lopsided. Just nobody is happy about how that ended up. It puts you in a situation where you're embarrassed. It's as easy as I can put it. But it's not because these guys didn't want it. I'll repeat. It's not because they wanted it to play itself out that way. It just did. And uh, we have to respond tomorrow and play the game. And I think that they understand that we got to try to put ourselves in as solid footing as possible because we believe they're a good club. We believe in the abilities that they have. And we have to start pushing and uh, prepare ourselves for this upcoming postseason. They are all aware of it. They, they see it. They understand. I think, again, I expect we'll see something a little, hopefully a little better tomorrow. Certainly, uh, he hopes the bats uh, wake up. Now, it ha- certainly didn't uh, help his team at all, Bruce, that you Darvish was pitching magnificently on the other side, uh, giving up only three White Sox hits yesterday. Adam Engel with a double. The other two hits were both singles and uh, really not threatened the entire evening. The Cubs had this one in hand from, from early on. Well, there's a lot of pressure on Ricky Renteria and his team right now, and, uh, and especially with Eloy Jimenez being out right now having uh, sprained his foot on a slide the, the day before. Uh, he's not going to play during the weekend series. 
He uh, was on a Zoom yesterday saying he hopes he will, but it's not likely that he will be available. And that's a big hole in the middle of the lineup. Uh, he has had some huge mm-hmm. hits for the White Sox all season long and has come on as one of the, the better hitters in the American League. But nonetheless, um, you know, the, the heat on Renteria and especially going back to uh, his usage of the bullpen two nights ago was certainly, uh, you know, a big subject and one that's focused on a guy that a lot of people believe is the manager of the year in the American League, having taken a team that lost 89 games last year and driven them to the top of their division as of a week ago and now uh, fighting to uh, be able to slot themselves. So there's a lot of uh, fascinating drama going on with the, the White Sox right now. And uh, the first-time uh, idea for a lot of those young players uh, approaching the playoffs, first time for Ricky as a manager approaching the playoffs. A tremendous amount of pressure for a team that already clinched their playoff spot over a week ago, nine days ago, and they're still fighting to prove themselves as we go down to the end of the season here. Yep, roller coaster of emotions, roller coaster of uh, what's going on in the standings. And Bruce and I will get our calculators and, and math hats out uh, next segment to talk about the National League playoff picture because we still have the St. Louis Cardinals who have some games that they may have to make up, probably will, uh, on Monday because they're right in the thick of things. Uh, we'll get an updated uh, postseason grid for you with the seedings. Uh, and certainly we want to talk to you at 312 644 Six seven. That is also our text line. We got a uh, a bunch of good text, Bruce, that we will get to also in the next segment. Our guests today: Rick Hahn, the White Sox GM, at the top of the ten o'clock hour, and Kyle Hendricks will join us as well. Chicago Cubs starting pitcher. That's Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito. More Cubs socks, more bat flip action, and more playoff seating when we come back here on Inside the Clubhouse on six seventy. The score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Jimmy's got a strong thinker. I didn't need him to, to you know, do what that happened. The ball got away from him. It was just simply a sinker. He's pitching him in. The ball ran away. We were limited on what we were going to do. I mean, we put Sanchez out there, for goodness sakes. It wasn't something that was uh, expected. Obviously, we couldn't convince. It was already done. The ejection was done. We couldn't, you know, convince him. Uh, I know I, I was a little livid and uh, because we're sure of what we were at and, you know, how we viewed it. And uh, But under, understandably, the, the umpires have the judgment on that, and uh, they did what they did. White Sox manager Ricky Renteria, after the game last night, says, no, Bruce Levine, Jimmy Cordero was not throwing at Wilson Contreras. After that, they had to pitch Yolmer Sanchez, for the love of God, at the end of the game. And we got yeah, to see Javier. You know, Mike, we got to see. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a three-ring circus, uh, the, whole, yeah. the whole event. Uh, a blowout game, uh, you know, uh, Contreras getting hit after the bat flip. Uh, the controversy uh, with uh, Cordero, Renteria, and Cooper getting thrown out. Then in the uh, ninth inning, Sanchez coming in uh, featuring a 45-mile-an-hour fastball. Okay, mm-hmm. If you can imagine, he was throwing a knuckler and a fastball. The first pitch he throws, Contreras just hits out for his second home run. He runs around the bases as fast as he can. I think he set a record for, uh, mm-hmm. for uh, getting around the bases on that one. And uh, then, uh, you know, Javier Baez coming up and hitting left-handed and getting mm-hmm. a uh, hitting a double off of one of those Sanchez 50-mile-an-hour fastballs. Uh, it was uh, it had all the elements of uh, Barnum and Bagel, Barnum and Bailey uh, circus. You know, it yeah. was really, uh, it you know, it just it featured a lot of different energies and uh, energies going one way and another. Um, fascinating beginning to this uh, last series and uh, the promise of playoff baseball on both sides of town here in Chicago. Absolutely. This is Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito in for Spiegel this week. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And Bruce, I did pull up the, uh, if the season ended today, the most uh, absolute updated uh, playoff bracket here because this keeps changing by the day and you really I joked last segment that we need our calculators and and our math hats on to to solve all this but uh, with all the tiebreakers and all the different permutations and now there are 16 teams per uh, or or in total eight per league uh, in the playoffs as of right now should your season end today the Sox would be the seven seed they would start at Oakland while the Cubs would start as a three seed home against the Marlins. And without going into everything, the Cubs, neither neither has clinched anything yet. They've clinched a playoff spot, but they have not clinched the division. Uh, the Cubs need uh, at least one more win. St. Louis still has games in hand that uh, they have to play, and they might have to play on Monday. Uh, the White Sox can still win the Central uh, despite being a game back. So lots of moving parts in, in this picture, Bruce. Yeah, one game, you know, you imagine Minnesota 35 and 23, White Sox 34 and 24, and the Cleveland Indians the same record. The tiebreakers are this. If the White Sox and Twins tie for first, the White Sox win virtue of, uh, of their tiebreaker. If the Cleveland Indians uh, and the White Sox 
tie for second. The Cleveland Indians get second, and the White Sox are the wild card virtue of their head-to-head record, which the Cleveland Indians have the advantage of. Um, just some, some fascinating inside uh, the last two games of the season and how it'll all play out. Now, the American League uh, is all clinched, okay? So the, the teams in the postseason in the American League East are the Tampa, Tampa Bay Yankees and Toronto Blue Jays are all in. In the Central, Minnesota, White Sox, and Cleveland, all in. And in the West, it's Oakland and Houston. So we have all eight. We just don't know who's going to necessarily mm-hmm. play who with, exactly. uh, the, with the uh, wild card still being figured out, second place still being figured out in the American League Central. So we, we, we look over, too, to the National League, Bruce, and this is where it can be confusing because you still have – Two slots that have yet to be clinched. The teams that are in are the Braves, champion of the East. You have the Cubs, who are in control, although they haven't clinched yet in the Central, and the Dodgers have clinched in the West. San Diego is a wild card. Cincinnati is a wild card. And the Marlins are a wild card. They have clinched. Uh, Ironically enough, and we were talking about this uh, preparing for the show, the Cardinals, uh, by winning percentage, are ahead of the Reds, and the Reds have one more loss, and yet... Uh, St. Louis still hasn't clinched anything yet because they have those extra games that they might have to play on Monday. And maybe you could run that down for our listeners exactly what uh, the scenario is for St. Louis. Well, first, everybody lay down and put a cold, uh, a cold cloth <laughs> on their right. head. And we'll, we'll... Now, <laughs> the fascinating part is you just mentioned, Mike, is that Cincinnati has already clinched a spot, okay, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... The St. Louis Cardinals have the equal record. They have one game, one game less lost in the loss column. And right now, I, you know, I always encourage people the last week of the season only to look at the loss column because games played. The St. Louis Cardinals have played two less games than everybody else. Therefore, the, the Detroit series for St. Louis is looming on Monday if it has a direct impact on where teams are going to end up. So the, the Cardinals would have to play those two that they didn't play against Detroit on Monday if it has a bearing on the standings of where people finish. Uh, therefore, Cincinnati is in. Uh, they are one of the wild cards. Now, the rest of the wild cards could be determined by uh, a number of things. Um, Cincinnati could end up second. Uh, they, St. Louis could end up a wild card Matching up against, uh, right now, Philadelphia is is a team that's looking to be in there. San Francisco, uh, the same situation right now. Philadelphia is two games under 500, but they still have a chance to be a wild card. San Francisco is 500. They have a chance to be the wild card. Milwaukee, believe it or not, 28 and 30, have a chance to be a wild card. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, St. Louis can win the Cubs Division, uh, if you can imagine that. They can tie the Cubs for the division. Uh, That is the crazy, crazy part of all of this going on right now. Yeah, the Cardinals would have to win out. The Cubs would have to lose out. But all of that is possible. And even, Bruce, the 31-loss New York Mets uh, have a 1% chance, according to uh, CBS Sports, uh, the standings page here with the uh, postseason odds. The Mets at 26-31. and 
have a 1% chance at being that final National League wildcard team. Uh, certainly not likely. Everyone else would have to lose out. But you mentioned all the teams that are still in it. The, the Giants uh, at 500. You have the Cardinals two games over 500. The Phillies and Mets are under 500. But there got to be two more teams coming in from the National League. Uh, two of those teams will be in there. Uh, and for the Chicago Cubs, it is certainly to their benefit uh, to uh, win one of these next two games against the White Sox to lock up the Central and lock up that third seed so that they get uh, the, the home games. Absolutely. Yeah, and right now we don't know who they, they're they going to play. I mean, we just right. don't know. It could be any number of teams. Again, uh, you know, the Dodgers have clinched the number one spot in the National League playoffs, okay? They're number one. Atlanta has a two-game lead on the Cubs. They're pretty much locked in at number two. So the Cubs are uh, in that situation where if they win one more game, they lock up their division, and uh, it's pretty well set that they are the three seed. But, you know, going forward, uh, a lot of fascinating scenarios this weekend, including where do the White Sox end up? They, They can finish anywhere from one to three in their own division, end up hosting or not hosting, ending up playing in Oakland or New York or a guaranteed rate. Uh, This is with two games left, Mike. You can't get Mm -hmm. any more fun than that or nerve-wracking. No, it's great. I, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, It's wild and crazy as we kind of thought it would be with the extra teams and uh, the shortened schedule, but uh, certainly lots to try to figure out uh, here as we, as we head down uh, the final weekend of the regular season in what is a very wacky 2020 Major League Baseball schedule. Uh, text question, Bruce, here. And again, our text, same as our phone, 312-644-6767. Uh, Jose from Deerfield texts in, what team do you see as an ideal matchup for the Cubs in the first round? And that's from uh, Jose in Deerfield, Bruce. Uh, ideal? Uh, I, I don't I, see any ideal. I mean, uh, it's, to me right now, uh, all those teams, I think, Teams, uh, the two scariest teams in each league for me, Mike, are the Cincinnati Reds and the uh, Cleveland Indians. And why do I say that? Because the top of their rotations are so dominant. The top three guys they can throw out there are so dominant for both of those teams. Cleveland has just been pitching their butts off. Uh, They have been playing such fantastic baseball. Cincinnati has won uh, the last eight out of ten as well. So you got two of the hotter teams in Ohio, uh, and, and they obviously impacted both the White Sox and Cubs last week, uh, starting those hot streaks and moving forward. So, uh, I, you know, if the Cubs, you know, the Cubs end up, uh, you know, playing uh, one of those teams, I, I hope it's not Cincinnati. I think that's that's a team that's gonna that's probably gonna hurt some people and could be one of those teams that goes deep into the playoffs. And, and we'll dive into that next segment, Bruce. Uh, you know, the, the three-game playoff series, and we haven't seen that uh, dynamic because their elimination, uh, you know, game twos of these series become elimination games. And, and who are your top-of-the-rotation pitchers become huge, huge deals. They're always a huge deal, but it, more so uh, in a three-game series. We need to take a quick timeout. We'll talk to one of those top-of-the-rotation pitchers later on in the show. Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs will join us. Sox GM Rick Hahn will join us at the top of the hour. This is Inside the Clubhouse. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito here on 670 The Score. And 
And we are back on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score, inside the clubhouse, alongside Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito. In for Matt Spiegel today, Spiegel will have a special hit and run this afternoon at 3 o'clock, uh, discussing uh, Crosstown Cubs and White Sox. Uh, Cubs taking on the White Sox all weekend on The Score, Bruce. Uh, the Wintrust Crosstown Series presented by Xfinity. Xfinity XFi delivers blazing fast Wi-Fi with no curveballs. The Cubs draw first blood last night. Uh, an easy 10-0 victory over the White Sox behind uh, a guy who might be your National League Cy Young Award winner, you Darvish, last night, Bruce. Seven impressive innings, only three hits, five strikeouts for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's DeGrom, it's Bauer. Uh, that's uh, some of the people, you know, DeGrom is the the uh, sexy pick always because of the fact that he is a great pitcher. Doesn't seem to win a lot of games because of the team and not scoring runs in a lot of his games, but... From the perspective of he's won two in a row, and does the uh, you know do the electric you know the electric uh, um, ideas of, of his pitching and the uh, the idea that uh, it would be great for him to win three in a row impact uh, the voters from the BBWAA as far as thinking that he still is the best pitcher, or is it actually Darvish who has had a sensational year? And uh, I myself, I mean, look. We haven't got we we we've had regional baseball in 2020. What right. does that mean? That means that each area only sees those teams. So, in person, we haven't been able to see Degrom. Uh, you know, we've mm-hmm. seen Bauer; he's been great, but uh, I can't imagine uh, anybody having a better year than uh, Darvish. Honestly, I think he's your Cy Young Award winner. I don't know if it's going to shake out that way, but. Uh, he, he has been absolutely uh, great almost all year long. It, the, the fascinating part of this is we're, we're going to be talking about MVP, uh, Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year, Cy Young, and the pitchers will only have thrown 12 games. You know, <laughs> right. normal season, they throw 32, 33 starts. This, uh-huh. this sample size is 12, and you have to pick out, you know, the MVP. So it's the same with, uh, I mean, uh, the Cy Young Award winner. Same with MVP, Rookie of the Year. They're still the best players for the amount of games played, but, you know, very small amount of games played. We're going to end the season, Mike, uh, tomorrow. or Yeah, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And in a normal season, we would be just talking about June 1st. You know, if you can imagine, that's the amount of games played right. in uh, comparison to other years of 162-game season. So... I don't think people care about that now. Uh, I think everybody's fully uh, immersed in this situation and wanting their teams to win. I, during the week, David Ross, Ricky Renneria both said that this would be an extraordinary year to win the World Series and that it would be looked mm-hmm. at as one that had extreme challenges, way beyond the normal, even though it was only 60 games. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and <clears throat> for what it's worth, right, you Darvish uh, – Eight and three with a 2.01 ERA, a 3.0 WAR, uh, and a guy who has really uh, been without question that uh, that number one guy on this Cubs staff. 
uh, but he he has really excelled. And you you sp- spoke of the regional, and that's kind of where I was thinking too, is because I feel like I've seen Trevor Bauer pitch just about every one of his starts, and that guy is having himself a season too. You mentioned him as as one of the contenders along with Degrom. I know Max Fried down in Atlanta is seven and zero and has had a nice season. But again, we haven't seen these guys unless you're watching on your MLB package or unless you're you're watching national games. Um, you know, which a lot of us do, you're not necessarily seeing anyone outside of your own home division, which in our, in our case would be the National League and the American League Centrals. Right. And it takes it to another fascinating area where once the playoffs start, uh, you're going to be seeing teams for the first time in your own league. You know, you all mm-hmm. played a whole year and uh, the likelihood is you'll play a team that you haven't seen all year long. It'll almost be like playing uh, the, the American League against the National League. Um, you know, in, in, in seasons where there wasn't uh, uh, wild cards, where there wasn't uh, any type of um, interdivision play uh, back before 1969. And uh, as we were talking about earlier, Mike, uh, this elimination in two games, again, you win two games in this first series of wild card, you're gone. So mm-hmm. after the first game of each series for the White Sox and Cubs, the next game is automatically elimination game, two out of three. I mean, so so all of a sudden, you know, your plans for game three pitcher, if you need a pitcher to keep you in game two, not to be eliminated, you're all you're all in. Your manager has to be all in to try to keep the other team at bay, so you're not eliminated in game two. Forget about who your game three starter is. You're mm-hmm. in elimination right away. So I, I think that's all very fascinating. Going back. To the 1950s and early 1960s, there were three different occasions where after 154 games, and again, that's what they played until uh, expansion in 1961 and 1962, uh, after 154 games, teams were tied for the pennant. At that point, they played a two out of three series to determine who was the pennant winner. If you can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. the whole season r- rode on that. And uh, you had the, the, the Braves and the Dodgers uh, ending up on the, the right side of that a, a couple of times during those uh, two out of three. But that, that format has not been used since the early 1960s. And I find it fascinating. I would prefer, Mike, going down the, the road here, that um, baseball changes into a two out of three format for the first round regardless. Uh, I, I've never liked the one game and out part of the mm-hmm. wild card. I just, I don't think that is, I don't think that's suitable for a team that gets in the playoffs that uh, you, you just play one game and you're done. I think a, a playoff series, now that we've seen expanded playoffs for this year, 16 out of 30 teams in, I think you're going to see expanded series for that first round as well going into the future. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't think we're going back. And, and I also completely agree that when you had your wild card teams, you know, you, you celebrated making the playoffs, but that playoff run could be one game. If you lost, you were out. I, I, I don't uh, think that is a representative uh, thing that should be happening uh, to a team who is, quote, making the playoffs. So th- this will be a lot of fun. And and the danger, really, when you look at, you know, your look at your top seeds. I mean, the Dodgers have been the class of the National League the entire season. Uh, if the season ended today, they played the San Francisco Giants. I mean, none of these series are going to be gimmies, right? I mean, uh, certain teams stack up better against others, but 
anyone can be beaten. So the Dodgers could have run through the National League for the entire season. They could be eliminated by next weekend if, if they lose, yeah. if they play a few bad games. Yeah, and that's that's really not fair either. Okay, so so you, you know you definitely want buys going forward in a in a season that's not, you know, as crazy as this one where where the top two seeds, what record wise in each league, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't care if it's first or second place, uh, that they they aren't eliminated in a, in a first round series. I don't I don't think that's that that takes away the. two-game season is uh, takes away the importance of finishing uh, number one or number two in your league. There still has to be some significance about a long season, uh, and and a lot of people I think feel that uh, you know there would be a buy for uh, the teams with the best records going in in the future. But it's going to be interesting to see the construction of it and whether some of these new rules like the man at second base, uh, the DH universally. And, uh, you know, whether you have to, uh, you know, whether whether you uh, have to pitch to three hitters, if all that continues on as we move forward uh, next year and into a new CBA that uh, will be negotiated after the 2021 season. Right. It's certainly been interesting, Bruce, and it's been fun. Listen, I mean, we spent how much of this year without sports. Uh, Spring training got canceled. Uh, We didn't know what was going to happen with the regular season. To be where we're at now, uh, albeit with hiccups, with uh, teams that uh, that had to uh, be uh, sheltered or or, uh, shut down for uh, a week or so at a time, the Cardinals in a more extreme case because of COVID cases, I mean, heck, we're getting playoff baseball. This is fun. We're getting to enjoy uh, our teams, albeit uh, in a different manner. But, hey, playoff baseball, a fun atmosphere. Uh, There are certainly weird idiosyncrasies here, but uh, we're going to have a a nice 16-team playoff run here starting uh, next week, and we'll see where everyone lands in the seedings. And certainly uh, for the White Sox and for the Cubs, uh, you hope that those those, uh, seedings are, are favorable. Well, before we go to the break, I'll just mention, Mike, that uh, the most uh, interesting and still very plausible idea is that the Cubs and White Sox play each other for the first time since 1906 in the World Series, uh-huh. and it's in Texas. <laughs> Can you that imagine would be... <laughs> the Cubs and White Sox playing the World Series, and it's in Arlington, Texas. That would be the scenario that we are facing right now uh, going forward. So Cubs and White Sox fans going nuts in Chicago, having the greatest time in the world, and their teams are 1,500 miles away playing in Arlington, Texas for the World Series. Nothing would say 2020 more than that. Yep, I 100% agree. And, uh, hey, that w- wouldn't it be great if that happened? And, and- We will talk uh, to our next guest about that and many other things concerning your Chicago White Sox. The general manager of the team, Rick Hahn, will join us here on Inside the Clubhouse after the break. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.